Hi, hi guys, welcome to the top episode of IP Talks, and this is Tag the Tech Bro episode. So, on this episode, I'm going to be settling uh, software issues between two fictitious tech bros, and the first one is Tamlola and Arafat. Enjoy, guys. Welcome to IP Talks, a podcast for everyone, most especially intellectual property law enthusiasts, creatives, inventors, and business owners. We strictly discuss intellectual property law related matters and how it affects you and I. IP Talks is brought to you by the Intellectual Property Law Society of Lagos State University and it is hosted by the IP Talks gang. Okay, so Damilola and Arafa sabotaged me and I am going to be starting again. So, if you don't listen to our previous episodes, go and listen. Listen to the jury episode, listen to the foodie episode, listen to all the episodes because, I mean, you need to be an all-round intellectual property enthusiast. So, our intellectual property enthusiasts that uh, are into tech, that like the tech feel, we are going to be delving into tech for this episode so now how does software and ip come together that's basically everything we're going to be discussing in this episode and to make this episode a little bit interesting because naturally we are not tech bros <laughs> or tech sisters or whatever <laughs> so most of the things are like a little bit technical so uh, we are not going to give you an in-depth analysis. We're just going to give you an analysis based on our own understanding. But we are going to focus more on how intellectual property law protects the um, software of your um, computers, your applications, or whatever. So, for the purpose of this episode, to make things interesting, we are going to have a kind of um, fictitious scenario. So I'm going to give a breakdown of the scenario. So now we have our beautiful app, Alajo Shomolu. Mm. Ah. <laughs> so our Alajo Shomolu app operates in the same way the conventional Alajo Shomolu was operating. Like it is very, very good with calculations. It pulls fonts together from different people and it disperses the fonts when they need it. Now the problem is, now that somebody has created Alajo Shomolu, Somebody that went to go and create their own <laughs> ah, that was when the problem really started. <laughs> so, Damilola is the tech bro and the CEO of Alajo Shomolu. Let me say Texas. I don't know. I just like saying tech bro so much. <laughs> Damilola, can you please tell us your founder's journey, how you evolved into this Alajo Shomolu facade? Do you want to share the inspiring revelation with I, us? I really want to. Like, I want to share. It was... Welcome to Damilola's TED Talk. It is not easy. Like, it took me a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of energy, mm-hmm. a lot of time. Bless nine. Oh, God. Even your eyes. Now you have four glasses. God bless you. And you raise. God. I went through a lot mm-hmm. just to, like, you know, open this app, start this journey. Ah, it took a lot. Only but... for somebody to come up with a susu. Mm. It's been a wonderful journey, by the way. This is how infringers, this is how they behave. <laughs> We won't have any of that on this episode. Okay, first off, Damilola, as the CEO of Alajo Shomulu, can you tell us like a background to how you met Arafat and the relationship the two of you have? Okay. Before she now went to go open her own isusu. Mm. 
So I met Arafa and I saw her as a fellow Texas. Okay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> My fellow Texas. Not knowing that this industry is the trenches. <laughs> and I told her. Rafa, please, can you be my head of my head developer? Simple. I will do the basics, and you wait me to do the rest. And that was it. And that was it. That's where the old drama started. Hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> so Arafat is the head developer in Alajoshomulu, former head developer because we've sacked her <laughs> <laughs> because of our bad ways. She now has got create our Isusu for crying out loud. Now, as the CEO. Of Alaja Shomolu, Dami rightfully created a source code for the app and the way it will function. Now, Dami, when you created this um, Alaja Shomolu app, you know, as the creator of the source code, yeah. you have like rights available to you. Definitely. But before we go deeper into that, I think we need to have an understanding of what a source code and an object code is. So, a source code is generally understood to me like programming statements that are created by a programmer, which in this case is Dami, with a text editor and a visual programming tool, then it is saved in a file. While the object code on the other hand is the output which is produced when the source code is compiled with a C computer. So, um, a source code can be like a foundation upon which other things are built for um, programmers. So now, Damilola, as the head developer, I'm sorry, as the um, CEO, I'm so sorry, I have like to say head developer, that's insulting. As the CEO of Alaja Shomulu, the programmer who created the source code, the brain box, the texts, the intelligence, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> what rights were originally available to you after you created that source code? Okay. I feel the first right available is the copyright. Okay. Because the software itself is like set of instructions and that are written in the in code and the computer can understand. Okay. There are set of codes that the computer can definitely understand. So originally writing this source code, copyright is available to me as a protection. Then if I want to go further, then that's how patent is going to protect me. Because Patent itself is protecting the functionality of that source code. Right. How it's going to benefit the user, the customer, the functionality generally. So copyright and patent are like the major rights that are available to me as the founder of the source code. All right, lovely. So banking on what the CEO of Alonjo Fumulu said. So when you are a CEO and you created your source code originally and automatically, Copyright is available to you straight yes. up. It's because it is a set of literary words. Um, you input the command into the computer. So, like, since it is original and you created it yourself, copyright protects it. Now, if you want to go a step further to patent it, although they would advise you not to naturally patent it because it takes a lot of time, the registration yes. takes a lot of effort. Were you stressed, especially yeah. now that you're in Nigeria? Oh my God, I was really stressed. It was a long, long process. I'm so sorry. This country lost it. <laughs> this is owner. So, <laughs> so the literary um, aspect of the code is naturally protected by copyright. Then if you want to take it a step further, then you can now protect it using Patent laws, as you rightfully say. So now we are going to go to this, the black sheep of this place today, yes. the SSU person. <laughs> so now, Arafat. Also, a CEO, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, how can you infringe on Damilola's rights? Okay, so in context of softwares, 
Copyright primarily protects the source and object codes, as well as the preparatory design materials for the software program. Yeah. So if I'm going to infringe on a copyright, I have to have or not. You have to have um, issued it for public. Yes, use. yes. And I must have copied, I must have had unauthorized copies of the software itself. Okay. Then I have to load and operate the computer program without authorization. So basically, everything I do without a permission, I've infringed on a copyright. All right, all right, yeah. lovely. So now you can can't just wake up one morning and start doing your own source code. How can I tell that you actually infringed on Damilola's source code? I must have had access to a source code. And obviously, while I was working as an ad developer, I would have had one or two things to do with a source code. So I have had access to it. So the moment you have access to a source code, even without copying it, you are believed to have copied it, to have infringed on the copyrights of the... Lovely. So there is naturally a presumption that um, once you have access to the source code, then you have infringed on the source code. So that's presumption under the law. So if you are a tech bro working in an institution, you have to be very, very careful that, oh, you don't just wake up on money and have inspiration from somewhere and start coding. You might be infringing. And since you have access to the law, we naturally presume that, oh, yes, this person has infringed on this person's source code. Now, Damilola, yeah. you know Arafat has infringed on your um, source code. Yes. We've discussed how copyright and... Um, What's the other one? Patent, patent naturally protects the source code. Uh, now, we need to get something straight, Stamilola. Is it just the source code that can be infringed by Arafat? Will, if I, if I have a very nice font on my website, okay. or, um, okay, if the code, the functionality produces a kind of font, graphics, illustrations, designs, all those things, would that also amount to an infringement on Dami's part? Um, the source code is like the starter. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do, like it's, it's just what you need to do to start the to start the program and everything. So what makes it different is what you build on it. Okay. So if by <laughs> okay, I'm going to give this out. <laughs> Okay, so yes, if um, what was the question again? <laughs> These people are killing me. Help! <laughs> they know. If you're infringing on a right, if you use the font, you, you, yes, like you um, we've established here that yes. the source code is just there, yeah, yeah. But like other things can come up from the source code, like the yes, fonts, yes, the graphics, yes. illustrations, and all that. So if you as a developer now adapt the source code together with all those things would you be presumed to have infringed all right that is if the visible elements that appear from that program mm -hmm. is like maybe their music their designs their maybe the graphic user interface is on the source code already okay. yes obviously i'll be infringing on the um, yeah. source code. all right so dami do you understand my question now <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I do. <laughs> so if your source code has developed into something magical, you've built on it, okay. stuff already on it. Okay, for example, now um the website, you know some websites when you get there, like in this music place, there are also these elements. Okay. So if you've already done that and um Arafat as your owner 
just tries to copy everything as a whole then it would amount to an infringement all right so arafat just because you did not copy the elements and the fine graphics and the music coming on and you just copied only the source code does that mean that you've not infringed no it you, you've definitely infringed even if it's partial or total okay as long as you've taken something you've adapted from the source code or the program you've definitely infringed all right all right ceo of isusu confirming that she infringed <laughs> okay so now we're going to be talking about trade secrets now we've established copyrights and patents and how it can um play out when it comes to programming and softwares so now dami yeah how um how, how will i put this question now in the context of trade secrets okay. so dami lola did not like um Arafat did not necessarily steal Isusu from you. Yeah. She went and built Isusu herself. Yes. So how was it that you did not prevent Dami from stealing your source code and using it for our own advantage? Like, the question again, sorry. Okay. Now, Dami Lola has gone ahead to produce another... Um, another company using your own source code okay. and she has used to develop this very, very beautiful app. How was it that you did not prevent her from doing this? Was it like, were there measures you could have taken to prevent Damlola from stealing that source code? Was there like okay. a way you could have notified her that if this should happen, if I see this somewhere else, if this and this should happen, then I would sue you. Okay. Was like, was there a way you could have done that to prevent her from oh. doing that? Oh, I think that's where the whole concepts of trade secrets enters because the whole process of me making the source code, if I wanted to hide it and prevent Arafat from infringing on it, then I would draft a non-disclosure agreement, which is between an employer and employee. And I'll tell her that this is it though, sign it though. And that would definitely guarantee the fact that she won't be able to disclose or like, or is to prevent her from using that source code or sharing it to the public. Okay, so if you woke up in the morning and Arafat, as the CEO of ASUSU, publishes um, an article on Medium, yeah. giving a step to, like a step by step guide to how to um, develop your source, code. your source code. So, your non disclosure agreements would have caught up with her. Yes, definitely, it will. Okay, now that we've realized that, okay, ah, trade secrets. Now, I think I need to um, explain this better. If there has been a non disclosure agreement. That is taking the extra mile to protect a trade secret. Normally, before a trade secret can be protected, it has to be shown that certain things have been done to make sure that that thing is kept a secret from the entire public. So it's just between Dami and Arafat, the source code that was produced. Now, Arafat, our SSU CEO, <laughs> you that you've now gone to publish our... Um, source code on medium that means you've issued our source code to the public without our authority yeah. what are the sanctions that are available to you how do you think damilola can sanction you because there is no jail term available for trade secret infringement actually so i'm not going to use the word i because that's implicating myself <laughs> but if you signed a non-disclosure agreement 
and you breach the non-disclosure agreement, Dami's um, source code is no longer a secret. It's no longer a trade secret. So whoever breaches a non-disclosure agreement is liable for breach of contracts. And obviously, this starts to be taken to court and whatever the court decides on, that will be the judgment of the... Don't you guys think it's a little bit unfair that there is no like criminal sanctions um, for trade secrets infringement? I think there should. It's unfair yes. to an extent. Because, I mean, as a McDonald's worker, I can just go to the internet and disclose all the ingredients for McDonald's and I'll be like, hey, let them come out and sue me. How much do I have? <laughs> I'm going to use the Krabby Party formula. formula. <laughs> Imagine SpongeBob doing something like this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't, you can't go you to can't jail go for to that. Jail. Excuse me, exactly. please. You want to send SpongeBob to jail? <laughs> this is to build in this place. <laughs> okay, so now that we uh agree that um, building something on that person's source code is a trademark, uh, sorry, a copyright and a patent infringement and a trade secret. Now, naturally, when we were researching this episode, we realized that trademarks do not naturally cover softwares. But like, um, if you have a company logo or anything, those things are protected under trademark law. I mean, we all know that already. If you've got it to the 12th episode, I hope you know that. <laughs> okay. So now that um, we've established that Esusu trying to build something else, even though it is another unique um, company with another unique concept, codes and everything, on Alam Joshomolu's we've established that she has infringed on her copyright and a patent, and she has also um, breached a non-disclosure agreement, thereby making a lot of Shomolu that was once a trade secret now in public domain. Now, what exactly do you... Now, we need to note that patent and trade secrets cannot work simultaneously. Yeah. Because during um, patent registration, you have to disclose... There, there was a full disclosure. But like, if there's full disclosure, that means you can no longer protect you under trade secrets. I hope that is noted. So now, um, could there have been a way that ASUSU could have used your source code without all these issues? Uh, I think there is. That is when the licensing agreement stuff comes inside. I can actually license my source code to her, and that would have been like the safest or the, leg the legal way for me to do that. So that would have prevented it, actually. Okay, lovely. So if Arafat had come to Alaa Joshomolu, CEO, Damilola, and said, okay, um, you know what? I want to build another app that is so nice, but I'm going to need your source code for it. Could you maybe license it out? Then that would have prevented the copyright and patent or trade secret infringement issue. Oh no, it might not have prevented trade secret because she still went ahead to disclose it yes, on her medium, yes, yes, but it would have yes. prevented copyright, copyright and patent issues because yes. it has been licensed properly. properly. So um what are the implications of um her licensing your source code? Although she has licensed a source code to me, I must at least develop further without infringing on her copyright. That means I must work on it. I must create new designs, new fonts, add new music to it mm -hmm. so it doesn't infringe on her copyright. 
All right, that makes sense. So even if she has licensed that source code out to me, I must not just go and go and pack everything on the source code and use it the same way. I must adapt it in a very, very creative and original manner. And this is what most um, programmers do, by the way. They don't necessarily create a source code from scratch. They just use another person's clinical, clinical, hello world and use it to create their own unique applications, websites, whatever. So now that we've settled the fight between another Shomula and Esusu, another IP Talks episode has ended successfully. Woo! Woo! This episode was not easy, you people. It wasn't easy. <laughs> Do you understand? When you see us outside, sexes, women in tech. Yes. <laughs> women in tech. So I hope, like, as we have journeyed through our various episodes, you guys have been able to see how intellectual property law is submerged in various aspects of your life as a human being. Yeah. And then you learn to respect other people's rights and... Um, you learn to protect your own rights too. So that would oh, I'm so sad this episode is coming to an end. Oh, because it was such a fun episode. Yeah. But like everybody has to go. Obviously. <laughs> so thank you so much guys for tuning in to another episode of IP Talks. I hope you had as much fun as Elijah Shomu, the CEO here. Yes, so and it's just CEO. <laughs> I hope you had as much fun as we did. And please don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms and to check out our blog. Till next time, it's bye. 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 <laughs>